Good morning and welcome to Article 23, the podcast all about making work work. I'm Rhonda Brighton-Hall, the CEO and co-founder of MOI, and I am delighted today to be joined by my colleague Suzanne Gravilovich. Hello and great to be here. Always. And Jess Pollard. Hello, great to be back. Now, this week... The news is once again full of stories of alleged misconduct, inappropriate behaviour. And just for once, it's not just Australia's biggest companies. It's actually amongst our most senior tippity-top politicians. Yeah, lovely. Ah. Awesome, yeah. (laughs) So this is a very challenging topic and it forces us to think deeply. And there's lots of different angles that we can take. So while we we digest these stories in the media, which Mm. are playing out as one-off individual cases... There is a larger conversation that's much more foundational to this. Mm. And that's what we want to talk about today. And that's this conversation about integrity, safety, power, privilege, and how you create a workplace in which people are safe to turn up and where they're accountable to work with their colleagues to create a culture of zero tolerance for anything that creates an environment where someone's unsafe or they can't thrive. Mm. And so today we're taking a slightly different angle even to that, which is to say... We're going to talk about workplace relationships, power, conflict, interest, and zero tolerance. But we're going to talk about it from a couple of different angles. Mm. So Jess is going to take the perspective of the employee who's considering relationship. Yes. <laughs> the office romance. <laughs> the office romance. It's just love. Yeah, which happens <laughs> and is nice. And Suzanne's going to take it from a leader perspective that's navigating managing workplace relationships. Yeah, which is an oh my God moment often. Often. You're like, please, <laughs> I was just wanted to get through my normal day and now I've got to deal with this stuff. Right. Of which I get no benefit often. <laughs> that's right. I've got to through a field of minds but anyway and then I'm going to take those type of questions on culture and when we look at the total context and I think that combination is sort of how you have to look at this stuff yeah let's start with you Jess yeah so I've come to work there's a real spark forming it's genuine he's someone I've met in the office Mm -hmm. you know but I'm hesitant to dive in because I do take my career seriously um but could it be love you know, my parents met at work. A lot of my friends have met at work. So really, is it so bad? What, what do I need to be looking out for? So are you going to be the Grinch of love, Suzanne? Please help. Please help. What do I do next? Okay. So what do you need to look out for? Think about, first, first of all, you need to bring your brain into the decision, Equation. not just not your just heart. heart. Yes. That's actually so, excellent advice for any relationship. <laughs> it is. So does this person have any influence over your work? In other words, what's the power balance? Are you setting yourself up into a situation that's going to be a problem for you? Mm. So, you know, is it going to cause that conflict of interest that we're talking about? Um, How are other people around you going to view that relationship? If this person's in a position where they're going to be making any decisions about your future role, your performance, um, your... Uh, the projects that you get to work on in the future uh, how is that going to be viewed by others in the office another really important thing to think about (laughs) is how many other relationships and this requires a bit of research (laughs) how many other relationships has this person had with people at work Oh no! Over which they had power. Absolutely. So if I met the serial offender, that's what you're asking. That's the question you need to ask yourself. Because do you really want to be the next person in that line if that was the case? Yeah. It's it is a really good question. I want to pick up that last point because, you know, Suzanne and I, both of us, we've dealt with so many of these examples. Not as a perpetrator, just to point that out. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) 
but as a person who has to deal with it. And and there are examples where the serial offender is so well known, they've become Australia's biggest cases on this topic. They have. And so one of them is a not to be named because we don't want to be salacious to a particular company, but uh, was a handbag case where the serial offender, every time he commenced a new affair with a particular person at work, over which he had enormous power because he was very senior, he would give them a particular handbag to stage the relationship. <laughs> Just one type of handbag in the same colour? Depending on when you were, where you're up to. Oh. So it would actually progressively get better handbags oh depending God. on when you went. So oh. everybody knew that and it was a very open conversation. And yeah, that's a devastating situation and humiliating for the people who are involved in that too. Mortifying. So, so it may have felt like the beginning of the office romance, which is always lovely, but it wasn't. It was actually a serial predator who that's how he used his power and that's deeply concerning. Oh gosh. I thought he was just getting me a handbag. (laughs) (laughs) No, a lot of strings attached to that handbag. A lot of strings. And the other case which became very, very famous was a person who thought that, you know, she just had an affair at work, which these things happen. Yep. We're human beings. But actually what happened is she was one in a very long line of people and outside deeds of releases and all sorts of things and onto Twitter, she got absolutely smashed was left completely bankrupt. And then all these other people were coming out and saying, and also me too, but they didn't want to put their names to it because they didn't want to go through the same horrendous situation she went through. Mm. So when there is a serial offender, they're just two examples. We could give you so many, but there's usually a pattern of behavior. They use their power in a certain way. They have an MO Mm -hmm. and you can see it. And everybody that's been in the organization for a while often knows about it. I am yet to see one where people weren't already gossiping about it well in advance of the situation occurring. And that's where your research comes into yeah. play. You really need <laughs> that's to your research. understand that. And the theme I'm hearing, which is important for me considering this situation, is it sounds like the person without the power is consistently not coming out on top in those situations yeah. and being disadvantaged. That's right. You can almost guarantee it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so then, okay, what are some ways... To navigate this safely then if I'm considering okay it could be something serious but how do I navigate this safely okay well you have to have a real and serious think about what's the right balance for you so is this the career job of your life and you and it's super important to you mm. um, or um, is it just a place where you're working for the next six months and you fully intend on moving on to something else and so, you know, the relationship might be more important in the balance of that. Yeah, so it's less so at stake. think about, yeah. and, and what are the consequences if it goes bad? You know, mm. what, will you be able to come to work every day? Um, are, are you distant enough from this person on a day-to-day basis so that you can come to work every day if it went bad and you, it's not a problem? And we're not Tudor England. So if exactly. you're good with the consequences, go for your life. Like exactly. that's, that's fine too. Relationships don't all go to the end game. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. I don't know what that expression means, but we'll move on. <laughs> it's love, Rhonda. Right, it's love. Don't okay. all go to love. And, <laughs> and if you are heading into a relationship, if that's your decision, then disclose it. So what does that mean? Well, you know, people are going to notice. So don't think that you can keep it a secret um, because that everyone will know. And it becomes a topic of conversation when it's a secret. If it's disclosed, then it's no longer the office gossip because it's Yeah, open. and you, you sort of have to find that point for yourself too because it's like, I'm going on a date with a really great person that I'm really attracted to. Go, go for it. Yeah. Second date, third date. We're moving in together. We just had three kids. You know, this, this is there's, <laughs> there's a, a time point. to disclose. There's a, point. there's a time to disclose. 
And I would say in your head, you know when you can no longer act impartially towards a person as a colleague mm -hmm. yeah. or they can't act impartially towards you and it will influence all the other relationships around you. Mm -hmm. And when that happens, that conflict of interest for both of you needs to be disclosed because you're putting other people's safe workplace at risk and that's really important. And, and do you mean disclose it on Twitter or disclose <laughs> it through a secret workplace office romance hotline or how do you It, do it you depends on that? where you work. It really does. Yeah. It could be a team leader. It yeah. could be a general manager in that organisation. It could be your CEO depending on the size of your... Yeah, and if it's your boss that you're having the relationship with then you should discuss with them talking about your boss's boss. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. a reporting line relationship is very different than one that's quite removed from that, like a different right. team or something. Absolutely. So, but if it's not your boss and it's still someone who's in power or something like that, you still just close it to your boss. Give them a chance to deal with it in a way that's good for the environment, good for the team, and not just good for your love. Yes. Interesting transition point then. So you're the leader, mm -hmm. Suzanne. How do, you, how do you manage this situation? Look, I think as a leader, you've got to accept that the situation is going to arise, number yep. one. So Love happens. It does. Yeah. And, Which know, is good. Yeah. We've, <laughs> a good seen, we've seen in the media this week, you know, the, the bonk ban as it's been reported in the media. Oh. And I just, I don't know that that's actually a practical way to go. Um, I think instead you have clear guidelines about making relationships disclosable you have clear guidelines around managing conflicts of interest um, and, you know, in ethics and integrity in your organisation. And you let those guidelines guide uh, people on, on what they should do in these situations. Yeah. And, and as a CEO or a bigger leader, like hiring the organisation, you, you have to understand where your accountability sits and responsibility sits. Absolutely. It's not just about, I'm going to do a deep dive investigation on one particular affair. That's mm. not what it's at. You're looking at patterns all the time. You're looking at, is this a one-off? Is this over and over and over? Yeah. You know, the defense of, I've fallen in love 10 times with people in my team. You're like, right, <laughs> really? <laughs> with or without handbags, that's like a pattern of behavior. And, um, and so you have to acknowledge that, your responsibility is for the whole organisation and a person when you have got a serial offender and most of the really or all of the really serious cases are a serial offender. They think I will defend myself and show you why that was okay. And that happens again. I'll do it again and it happens again and I'll do it again. It's actually it's not okay. You've now done it three or four or five times. That's an unsafe workplace and it's it's not okay to use your power like that. There's, a, there's a, a role that CEOs play, and the, the mistake we see them make, and Suzanne and I have talked about this a lot, is a CEO will say something very fallible as a normal person and say something like, I met my partner at work, mm. I, you know, I, I feel, who am I to judge? I can't throw stones. You know, but it's very different to fall in love with work, have a romance, whatever that happens to be, which is lovely. And this serial offender, someone who's using their power. Yeah. And, and there's a, um, a quote from Henry Kissinger, which I really like, and it says, the greatest aphrodisiac is power. Mm. Makes people much more attractive than they were before they had it. <laughs> and, and he acknowledged that as it made him more attractive to many people too. So um, I thought it was, it's a really interesting quote. And if you're in power, the other thing you've got to look out for, and we have seen it this way too, mm. is some people are very attracted to power and they will do lots of things to get close to someone in power because That's it's right. good for their life. Yes. And so if you're in power, you have to make sure that the relationship is actually about love and romance and all the things that you mm. want to do or an affair or whatever you want to have but 
if it's just about using your power to get something or someone using your power against you, you've really got to be on guard about that. And as a CEO, you've got to look for those patterns and shut them down very quickly. Um, we saw recently, you know, this is not an exaggeration. We actually did the maths. Um, front page of the paper, a situation where someone's using power to have affairs and relationships. And as a consequence, you're talking about a billion dollar take off of that company's valuation that's extraordinary that is an expensive romance that is I'm, a not willing, expensive. I'm not willing to pay a billion dollars it's extraordinary yes romance can be priceless but maybe not other people's money like the shareholders Makes that Tiffany might be cheap yes that might be a tad unfair to take someone's <laughs> savings that they've put into your company's shares and oh. that that point about uh ceos looking out for the people in their organization is so important because we've seen people saying um he heard people saying that they looking back realized that they were a victim but in it yeah we they, heard, we heard that on tv this week that that's right in the moment the person feels like they're in a romance that's right and then when they step away from it they realize they're in a line of a serial offender exactly um, and yeah they feel like a victim and so people often don't see themselves as a victim until it's over and it very, very rarely, if ever, works out well for the person with less power. That's right. And it's that hard thing which sort of plays against our natural psychology as an individual, which is, what's the long game in this? Mm. Yeah. Whereas, and you're having to weigh up, okay, what's this immediate spark, someone I want to talk to, someone I want to go out with, with, this has serious consequences. Yeah. And I could be actually putting my entire career at risk for something. Uh, and that's a tough way weighing yeah. up proposition that I don't think we're psychologically that wired to make a good decision with. No. Yeah, but it's, 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 you know, one of the conversations we have is that you're sitting in an organization, say you're sitting in a big organization, mm. 10,000 people in your organization. Mm. There's 25 and a half million people in the country. Even if you don't travel, there are plenty of choices. <laughs> there are. <laughs> really. And you, you need know. to make some. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it seems like that's probably good moment like the, what are the big takeaways the the big takeaways are to be considered yeah you know as Suzanne said I love that expression that you use to use your head as well as your heart <laughs> Absolutely. You, there are consequences there of are consequences. relationships think about it and you you own them when you make those decisions so know how, where they are I think it is about looking for patterns it's mm. about creating a zero tolerance for things where it's, there is a power dynamic that's being constantly abused mm. um, and habitual behavior looking for those patterns of low integrity or or lying lack of def, you know defense of every single example as opposed to actually owning behavior which is in a normal romance people will own that behavior they say yes i fell in love you go yeah. okay cool yeah. <laughs> wishing you well let's yeah. move the team around so that it's not impacting everybody else but it's actually quite doable yeah to me from the individual's perspective it's certainly don't fall into it yes don't find yourself in there six months later it is worth making a considered decision yeah absolutely yeah mm. and if it is like it is going to if you do go through and you say it is going to impact my career this isn't going to work out really well for me to in my job then you have to make a choice about whether the job or the romance is more important and that making life and career work together love and career whatever you want to call it is a really important part of life and absolutely. eventually it'll have to coexist and so you have to make some decisions around that too sticky final question so okay imagine he's my boss direct reporting line it's the job of my life who do I go to to actually get some good advice within my organization? Is there any impartial person that I can ask? If you've, if you've got a really cool people and culture person, a lot of organizations do, they're a good person to get some guidelines to from Absolutely. the guardrails. Yeah. Um, otherwise, 
if if it's your boss, you have to talk to the person you're having the relationship with about how you're going to talk to your boss's boss. Because you need someone who's accountable for the organization and the culture and the safety of everybody, the good workplace, needs to have the opportunity to manage this well. They do. Whereas if you don't disclose it and you keep it to yourselves, it blows up and then everyone's in trouble and no one has a chance to do it well. Mm-hmm. You give them an opportunity, they might make good decisions to put you into a different team or the other person into another team so it's and not it's correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sort of iron out those things that are causing other people grief. I think we've tackled a, a pretty tough issue. I think we have. Yeah, heavens. Like, if we had just a moment to get in front of this issue with people before they blow up, Absolutely. how good would that be? Yeah. Like, normally when we get it, it's like, this is completely blown up. We're splattered with egg. What do you want to do now? You're like, <laughs> okay, let's get the sponge out, but it's going to be wicked. Yeah. And it sounds funny, but it's people's lives. It's people's lives, and it's, yeah. And we're seeing it playing out in a really not funny way. Like, I think Absolutely. It's and that's, yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of the things. It's, yeah, it it can the consequences are so dire when it goes mm. on, and it's almost always dire for the person with less power. I just can't yeah. say that enough. That's you know, right. it's so important for people to hear that and to see it in its context. People keep looking at the individual piece as opposed to the whole puzzle. When the puzzle comes together, it almost always tells you the story. That's right. Mm. Patterns of behaviour don't change easily. So I think that that's a, a really good discussion. Hopefully, I mean, it is a serious topic. You're quite right. Both on the romantic side, which is serious and lovely, and yes. the consequences side, which can be serious and dire. Yeah. Um, so we don't want to be flippant about it, but at the same time, we have had a bit of fun with some aspects of it. <laughs> yes. albeit not many, much it's of important it. to get informed. It is important to get informed. Mm. So thank you very, very much for joining us. Um, we are very, very passionate about the people and culture space, and this is an element that really can dis- detract from culture if it's not managed well. Um, so if you're interested in learning more about this sort of work, we have a, a massive knowledge base available to people, uh, plus we have culture reviews and things where we really can get into the skin of this and work out what the context was that allowed this to come to life so often. It's never mm, yeah. a one-off incident. Um, and how do you do something about that to get to zero tolerance of the stuff that hurts people? But still allow romance to bloom where it blooms, so that's okay. So um, that's a big moi from the moi team and I. To stay in touch with our community, you can jump on our newsletter, um, which if you're listening this morning, you're probably already attached, so that's great. Uh, And better still, join our community of subscribers. Uh, Thanks, Jess. Thanks, Suzanne. Thank you. Thank you. Big moi from us. Big moi from us. Bye.